going on down there? Hello and welcome to WTF and TFW, another listener question edition, because I just, I, I'm, uh, I'm actually coming off a sore throat, and uh, I just wanted to do some listener questions. I finally uh, got my sore throat, uh, and guess what? I got it right before the snow came down, so that means that now I'm invincible uh, once the sore throat goes away. Like, I'm in the latter stages where the pain in my throat, I woke up this morning, and it still was kind of bad back there, but it mostly had moved into the back of my tongue. Uh, so this this will this will be gone. This will be gone soon. I know it. Seth, how you doing? I'm okay. I got a new computer. Yeah. I wasn't planning on getting a new computer, but my <laughs> old computer was like, guess what, dude? I don't turn on no more. Yep. Bye. <laughs> Click. Yeah. I spent like two days trying to get it going again, and I could I I probably could have fixed it if I did a fresh install, um, but I couldn't find my Windows disk. And that computer was kind of a cheap, cheapy ass. I needed a computer, and I didn't have much money. Computer, yeah. So, uh, you know, now you got a, you got a hot fresh, yeah, hot fresh rig. Yeah, you're all a, ready I, for. Dude, I got a Dell. Yeah, hot yeah, fresh rig. Later. <laughs> uh, well, less con- cheap. Con- congratulations. <laughs> Um, you didn't get enticed by any of the, the gamer Republic or whatever setups, any of the, uh, no, I, I forgot that. who makes what. So, I don't yeah, like I didn't want to order anything cause like ordering and having a computer delivered through the mail seems like a good way to get a broken computer. Um, yeah. so I just wanted to go get, and also I just wanted to get it. Um, and all the computer stores are gone. So we went to Costco and I saw what they had there and then I yeah. went over to Best Buy cuz it's like next door and and saw terrible things there. Best Buy is basically the computer store now. The crummy computer store. I know, but um, unless you got a local shop, it's like where am I going to buy a computer in person? Best Buy or Costco? Uh, yeah, I didn't even know Costco did computers, so that's me learning something. Yeah, they have, well, you know, this last time I went, they had three, like, desktop tower computers, like, four or five different laptops, and then three or four all-in-ones. Mm. And I, I have a laptop. I don't want an all-in-one. So I was looking at the uh, the desktops that they had. Saw what they had to offer. One of them had decent reviews. Uh, then went over to Best Buy. Um, the only ones there that seemed worth getting were way more expensive. And uh, in some cases, they seem better, but I, I didn't want to spend that much. Yeah. Like I didn't want to spend over a grand. Well, especially when it's like, you know, it's a PC and it's it's an emergency. I need a new computer because the other one is broken yeah. situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, well, when we let's let's we'll cycle back around yeah, to this and we'll what we got around. this week's segment, because you, you still got a friggin you got a friggin thing that made me double take. Uh, but we're going to start off with some Transformers listener questions. And uh, these listener questions all have the word Transformers uh, in them somewhere. 
So, uh, or, you know, TF. So this is an on-topic segment still. Uh, This first one comes from Alec, who says, Hey guys, most Transformers shows in the last few decades have usually started off with a small core cast of about five Autobots versus however many Decepticons. My question is, what characters from any which way continuity would you pick if you could only choose ones that are considered obscure, unpopular, or losers? Who's the leader? Who's the kid appeal? Who's their main antagonist? Thanks for answering my question, and have a good one. Um... So, like, I feel like you and I both have, like, some immediate answers, even though we might not consider those characters to be losers. But, uh, I don't know, Seth, like, what's who's someone you'd want to You're see a in, loser. A, in a show? Oh, what? Um. Oh, no, me? <laughs> uh, um, man, who are some characters? Well, I mean, I don't know if, like, well, Obscure. Like, I don't know if, like, my default Autobot of Huffer and Gears would really be considered obscure. Uh, some people might consider them losers. I don't know. Um, Bad people. But what if we went deeper? Um, All right. I, I Now that they've had recent toys, I, I don't think uh, Top Spin and Twin Twist are as obscure. Um, I, I know they were like in the comic or something a little while yeah. ago, but like outside of that, like the fact that they didn't have toys for so long, I think keeps them in the obscure camp. Um, and then nothing's going to be that obscure to the kind of people that are going to be listening to the show, you know? Mm. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's more like it's, it's oddballs like, in some way. Yeah. The, the ones who don't get to be in the cartoons these days, like the Omnibots. Uh, like- I mean, friggin', we want to just have the best cartoon. It would be <laughs> yeah. the three Omnibots. The Omnibots and Top through... Spin and Twin Twist. There's five. Yeah, boom. All right, next question. Who's the leader? We got our show. Any one of the Omnibots. <laughs> I mean, I would say, uh, I would say it's, uh, oh, what's it, down, no, Camshaft, the silver one, because he's got a faceplate. Okay, there you go. Faceplates so are leader material. That's right. That's why the Decepticons can never win, because they didn't have any faceplate bosses. Yeah, their faceplates were always second in command. And it's like if the bosses would just listen to the faceplates, yep. could have got things done. Uh, I got, I got like, like, I don't have like a whole other list of five. I would just like to say like there are some G one characters who like when I say think obscure for fans, I think it's like they barely did anything in the G one cartoon. They never had a moment in the comic books, and they still have not had any real moments in the current comic books. And like one of the ones that jumps to mind for me all the time is Eject, the uh, the blue cassette guy who lives inside blaster because he is he's like he is a nothing like across the multiverse of continuities and fictions the dude is a nothing uh he has like a teeny tiny tf wiki page full of nothing uh like like he he doesn't exist and like rewind has a you know a massive amount of fiction in in idw but also like kind of had more of a character in like the old cartoon even where he was like the guy who's all into records and stuff. And, you know, he didn't talk much, but he was always like, Hey, I know lots of things about this. Like these hieroglyphics we're looking at. Uh, so I don't know. I, I want to see eject. I want to see like an eject matter. That's what I want to see. Uh, and he, he'd be the kid appeal character as well. You know what? He'd be in this show. Uh, he'd be the sixth kid appeal member of the team. Uh, hanging out with Twin Twist and Topspin and the Omnibots. He's like the uh, the little little rough-and-tumble Napoleon Complex want-to-get-it-done guy. Um, you know, the kids can connect with, because he, 
he's full of taller people uh in his surroundings um i'm trying to like let's let's throw out like one or two like decepticons like who would who would be some obscure bad guys to pull into this um reflector Oh man, and he's three guys, so he can fight the yeah. Omnibots. <laughs> and, he was done. A and he was a mail away as well. Uh, you know what? Okay, for the other two, um, oh, I gotta find this interview. So TFW put up a link to an interview with. Uh, oh, I want to find this now. Um, oh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Because I interviewed the guy as well at a BotCon, um, Mark Weber. Uh, He's not working on Transformers anymore, but he was there, like, right up until they started developing Combiner Wars. Anyway, in this interview, he said that, like, when they were kind of at a crossroads of this, like, this Prime Wars trilogy and something else, the something else was going to be, like, project-wise, it was called Generation 3, and it was going to be, like, more, like, G1-ish looking guys, but it would be a whole lot of new characters. And there was a name in there. It was a guy who would turn into, I think it was a guy called Tombstone. They want to have a Decepticon called Tombstone who turns into a hearse. Nice. And like that sounds awesome. So I would want that to be one of the bad guys in this in this thing cuz Tombstone is so obscure he never even got to exist. That's how obscure he is. Huh. Um that, the yeah. uh, the Lux Insecticons. Oh yeah, Venom the big and ones. Uh, Venom and Chop Shop and Barrage. I am I, so I was gonna be all like I can never remember their names and then I just did and that's awful. Um, I'm I'm blanking on every name I'm trying to remember. Um, <laughs> what was it? Outrun was that Outrun and uh, it was that black and white car runabout runabout and runamuck runab yes there you go. Those are. Yeah. Those were like two of my favorite botcon toys when they did those. Yeah, Runabout and Runabout, the Battle Chargers. Those guys yes. also, they deserve some more time. Like, I think they had like a moment in IDW, but I think they might also both be dead in IDW now. I can't remember. Lame. Uh, that's that's the one bummer about about the current comic books is that it it kind of it kind of sucks when characters get killed off in it right now or have been killed off in the past because like. There's a lot of creative writing going on and like dead characters just means like, well, that guy's we're going to at best see that guy in a flashback. And that's that always diminishes whatever, you know, when it's like, hey, this guy was actually really cool. Still dies in the future. <laughs> still still is dead in the present. Uh, anyway, I hope that answered your question, Alec. Um, our next question, actually. Uh, oh, no, that's the one afterwards. The one after our third question relates to the comic books. Second question is a follow-up on one that you and I answered some weeks ago, Seth. Oh. Uh, so this comes in from Snowcat, who... Uh, the, apparently the answer wasn't good enough for me to be mentioned in the in the the greetings or hello part. I mean, you're, you're mentioned in the second paragraph. Yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> I think we're, you even got complimented in the second paragraph. I don't well, care. It's the um, first paragraph. That's where all the action happens. Oh dear, I mean, I'll, I'll also just jump ahead to the to to the last paragraph and mention that uh, Snowcat is in fact a lady, um, and uh, she mentioned that in the follow up question here. Uh, uh, which watch, watch what you say. Plays then. into my my thing that I tend to do is if you take on a transformer name, I uh, and I don't know you, I just imagine you're actually the transformer writing us a question. So wow. when I see a listener question from Snowcat, I'm just like, oh, it's Energon Snowcat. 
the reborn version of Energon Cyclonus from the Unicron trilogy. Excellent. <laughs> and they're asking about romance. Perfect. Uh, so yes, uh, Snowcat says, hi, Vangelis and whomever is joining you on the podcast this fine day. Uh, thank you for the response to my last question, RE Human Transformer Romance. I merely asked for your genuine serious answer because I know it is something that's easy to laugh at and disregard, as Seth did indeed quickly prove. Uh, Vangelis' <laughs> championing of it versus Seth's utter dismissal certainly made for an entertaining and very interesting discussion of sci-fi ideas, and that's all I could want. Thanks, guys. So here's my question for today. Please give your genuinely serious answer. But now when you say genuinely serious, I, I'm like double questioning whether or not you're saying that because you want to be entertained. Yeah. Well, and before we move on, like just that that first part, like I was dismissive of the whole concept initially. But as we talked it out, I started figuring out ways that it could work out in a fictional way. That's probably what made it entertaining and interesting. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't just like, stupid, dumb, next. Like, you know, I thought about it. We discussed it. Yeah, Changed I'm, my mind. And I'm happy we had a discussion. Still like, gross, but whatever. The, the, cartoonish, the cartoonish version you just said is kind of like what you get half the time in, like, other forums and other discussion threads. So we, uh, we, we beat the forum in that case, I think. Uh, also, Snowcat, I'm just giving you some guff. I appreciate the genuinely serious part because it means I can like I can wave that at anyone who's. I, if any of my fellow podcasters start being all jokey joke about what we're talking about, I could say, "Hey, hey, genuinely serious answer." Anyway, the question is: If Omega Supreme were ever to get an official characterization in a Transformers cartoon, what would you want it to be like? Cheers, podcasters. So, um. I'll just preface by saying I, that, like, I don't really want it to be like the one I gave him in videos on my YouTube channel, because that one entertains me. But that would probably be, like, a real lousy character to watch in a cartoon, especially since the core nature of his terribleness would probably need to be watered down to some point. <laughs> and he'd, he'd be kind of... Well, I was about to say he'd be more like a Robbie Rotten from Lazy Town, but maybe that actually would work. I don't know. Um... Seth, yeah, also, you see if a... they did that, then they just stole your idea, and that's messed up. Yeah, that also would be kind of... Unless they yeah. paid you. I mean, if they paid me for it, I wouldn't care. Like, go ahead. I yeah. mean, if, the, if you pay me for my idea, that means you're paying me to just make him into, like, an insecure Mr. T. But Then they should also hire you to do the voice. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the only way it's fair. Well, then, uh, because, like, if they were using that characterization, but then it was, like, Tom Kenny... That wouldn't be right. And I love Tom Kenny. I love Tom Kenny, too. I, uh, well, why are you disparaging him so much? I Well, because, you know what? Maybe he crossed me, and he has yeah. to know the price. Of, yeah. well, uh, Seth, what would you want to see out of an Omega Scream? Oh, boy. Um, boy. Well, he's so garishly colored. Yeah. I, th I think you gotta lean into that. So... Um, He's garishly colored, and he's also very small. Like, he's burly, but he's kind of short. Do, do we want to make him... Do, do we want to give him, like, a 90s attitude? You mean like a, like a 90s like, superhero, kind of like... Yeah, 90s cartoon. Well, no, if it's like 90s superhero, then it's like extreme comic oh book. like death bullet kind of stuff yeah. 
I think by the way, I just made that. That's, that's not actually. Convention. No, I, I think, just made that up. I just uh, made that up. Well, it might be a Rob Liefeld character. <laughs> Uh, I was going to say as a guy, so like leaving aside the part, like the way I do this, I made him the milk daddy when I had him in my videos. Like to me, the core tenets of a photo mega Supreme based on his stature and his colors is based on his colors. I think he is supremely confident. Like he, he's absolutely like, as far as how he looks, he's like, nah, I friggin' look great. Like the, why else would I be wearing these colors? Just because they're awesome. That's why. And I also feel like he'd have a, like a touch of a Napoleon complex as far as lots of other Transformers being taller than him and bigger than him. And also the fact that there's a Transformer called Omega Supreme who turns into a rocket base and is like ten times the size of him and is legendary. Like I feel like Omega Supreme is like a dude who has something to prove all the time. So does he beef with the other Autobots? Like the taller think, Autobots, or does he like bum rush the tallest Decepticon every time and just so get swatted he away? He, he definitely bum rushes the tallest Decepticon. I, okay. I think as far as beef with other Autobots, it's not like he has a preemptive beef. I just think it's like if if you if you like you know step on his toe or something when you're walking past, and you didn't notice. He's gonna just like go like you, you know outside. We're gonna settle this like like champions. They disagree like, in any way, and yeah, he like puffs up his chest. He's he's quick to try to like just alpha at you. Go like, yeah, well, you know what? You know, uh, you 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 disagree with him about like a very simple thing. He's like, he's like, yeah, well, yeah, you 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 friggin' you you try hard with your red paint, and your black tires, huh? Can't wear can't wear good colors like me. Can't can't dress in cream yellow and teal, sky blue and pink. Need the you need that cool color scheme to feel better about yourself. Yeah, and you know yeah. like he's. He's just he's just going on like this. And they're just like, dude, I all I said, all I said was like, it's snowing outside. Why? Why don't we get the snow tires for the alt modes? He's like, we don't need a friggin snow tires. That's why. Well, you um, wouldn't say friggin if this was a kid show. Well, I'm va- I'm vamping here. I'm vamping. All right. I'm 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 just letting loose. Obviously, we'd clean it up in the edit. Glitching. No glitching they... snow tires. Yeah. Like some made-up curse word that's technology-based. They've they've gotten pretty good. So I mean, in the comics, they just got rid of that, which I like. But in the current cartoons, like in that Ridge show that just ended, I was really happy with how like they had some made-up curse words, but like they they didn't get uh, how do you put it? They didn't get like high syllable count with it. Um, I think that the big, the most made up weird one was they had characters say scrud instead of crud, <laughs> which somehow made it sound more vulgar to me, but I don't know why. I think it's this, it's the screw part lets you hiss out the front of that word, but, N- nothing uh, nothing like Ironhide saying something like great spark and spark plugs. Yeah. Or like, you know, like getting biblical stuff like Beast Wars is, I thought it was cool at the time, but like the parts of Beast Wars where they're like, by the fires of the pits like that doesn't age super well uh and the comic books used to try to do that and when the comic books stopped doing it i had a moment of adjustment and then i was like these are so much more smooth to read when in the instead of going like i curse your spark to the dark spires of unicron's pit they're just like y'all go to hell it's like all right you know what that that actually makes this a lot more clear to read i don't have to stumble over a paragraph in the word bubble like all right well, cool. that stuff's always worse in live action, like sci-fi, than it was on yeah. cartoons. Yeah, yeah. Like as long as it rolls off the tongue, made up, made up sci-fi curses are fine. Like that's why, like the current thing, they're just the current one. The they only always one, stand out. 
It's always like, it, eh. Like, Scrud caught me the first couple times, but eventually, like, I, I think Prime had Scrap as well. And it's like, the, at least it's one syllable, you know? Like, it, it's you don't have to think about it for a while. It sounds um, like crap. The, 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 on the current shows, there is a phrase that I liked hearing it once or twice, but then there's a, in Rid Season 3, I swear there's a run where you hear it once or twice an episode, and then it became a bit much, was like Sweet Soulless Prime. <laughs> uh, like, you hear it once, you're like, oh, cool, that's all right, you know, sure. Then you hear it, like, you know, half a season later, you're like, oh, there's that phrase again, was, all right. Was it but then, power, was it Autobot Luke Cage who kept saying it? <laughs> I, I can't remember any because everyone started saying it in season three. I can't remember anymore who said it the first time. <laughs> I think it might have been Windblade, but Windblade and Fix It said it a lot. Fix It said it too many times because uh, now I think it's his phrase and I hate it. But when it's only said once or twice, I, I didn't mind that phrase. Uh, anyway, what were we talking? We were talking about Omega Supreme. Uh, I think we kind of covered a whole lot. Was there anything else you wanted to throw in on him? You'd want to see in in his characterization. No, I think yours is better than me just being like he's like Raphael from the old Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I mean, that's you know, he's it, like that adds a, to it. Yeah, he's like a skateboarding dinosaur with a backwards neon green baseball cap, <laughs> and he's kind of he's kind of brooding, but in a fun in a fun way, fun way that sells string cheese kind of way. Yeah. Oh man, uh, he's totally a pitch man for string cheese. I mean, he's got the cream yellow in his color scheme. Capri so Sun. That's where the that's where the blue comes from. The he, blue and the pink. He seems like somebody that would be drinking Capri Suns. I mean, in my in in my head, in the in the lousier YouTube version of Omega Supreme, I think of him as a guy who washed up after the '90s like immediately, uh-huh. and like and had just a bad run immediately of of bounce back oh, yeah. attempts. Of just like he was just selling his, he was putting his name on anyone who give him five bucks, and there, and like in my mind, there's just there somewhere there is a landfill of Omega Supreme garbage. Yeah, and if he like waited just, longer, then it probably would have worked out as a nostalgia act. But he he never went away long enough for anyone to notice. Well, he had no savings, right? Yeah. So the moment the paycheck stopped coming in, he's like, ah, uh, ah, uh, all right, ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, you, t-shirt company, t-shirts, you know. And he like went to the skateboard companies, and they didn't want him, so he went to the skateboard companies who'd take him. So he's like, he's like selling skateboards in in like I don't know, like some some southeastern part of Germany in the mid nineties, some little like startup company. Uh, when when Kickstart he he got in on Kickstarter after everyone stopped putting in on every Kickstarter, uh, he had a dot com company after all the good ones had crashed. You know, it's a long sordid tale of of self defeat. Omega Supreme is. Uh, I I always wanted I always had this idea that the other three Action Master elites actually were worse off than him, but like Omega Supreme's the only one who by now has at least come to realize how much he screwed up. The other ones all still think that they're like. You know, the hottest stuff. Every now and then, Omega Supreme's just sitting at the bar trying to figure out where, where to take his life. And the other three Action Master elites walk in, and he's like, oh, no. And then they're just like, we're going to go hit the strip club. You coming along, Supreme? We're going to get some action. And he, he like he knows that they're going to be laughed out of there. And they're going to, they're gonna like, nothing's going to go right. He hates these three guys, but they're the only three people who will talk to him. Anyway, I have a whole, like, headcanon for... So did he like, lousy Omega did Spring. he try to launch a pet food website like days before pets.com went belly up? Uh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh his his was his was like pet spream. 
dot dot co dot jp uh and he, he tried to like throw in an anime angle on it uh anyway i can answer questions about lousy omega supreme all day but we gotta we should move on from there uh, that's his, that's his, that's his canon designation, by the way, in the multiverse. If you're talking about my YouTube Omega Supreme, uh, that's, that's in, in parentheses, lousy Omega Supreme. Um, anyway, Seth, we've got, uh, a third listener question here from Shaman King 282 Uh, he says, good day, WTFTFW podcast, He's long time listener. The name, names really throw us off here. <laughs> the very bottom of his question says, you can call me Matt instead of my username if you like. <laughs> Matina. Uh, anyway, he says, longtime listener, first time inquirer to the podcast. Uh, though this honestly may end up sounding more like a rant, and like, dude, it it ended up being kind of like the first paragraph is just a rant. <laughs> uh, I, I will I'll I'll bop through it for you. Uh, basically, he's extremely disappointed in the current IDW comics, the Transformers comics, uh, specifically in the past year and change. Um, he's wasn't really digging John Barber's connection to all the Hasbro mandated events while trying to tell his own stories. Uh, he felt that James, uh, Roberts was tipping the balance between humor and pathos, uh, in a way that made the initial run of more than meets the eye so explosive, uh, that it ran now, uh, ran more towards the humor and absurd side, uh, to the point of appearing to be self-indulgent. Uh, and he was, he's all right. There were still highs and everything, but revolution was the breaking point for him. He's a child of the nineties and had no real nostalgic attachment to any of the properties that were brought into the Hasbro verse and their inclusion in the Transformers comics felt like a bunch of characters shoved into the only mildly popular franchise as an attempt to drum up sales for their own comics. He just doesn't have interest in them. His negative interest and as such has dropped the entire IDWTF line uh, IDW Transformers line this change in the universe in addition to the company's seeming lack of interest in finishing up the Marvel UK reprints has left a horrible taste in my mouth and very little respect or enthusiasm for anything they may attempt in the future um, and this gets to the question the worst part is he currently has uh, no any no currently running Transformers fiction he's interested in mainstream cartoons are focusing on children exclusively without the kind of works on multiple levels uh, broad appeal that were found in shows like Prime or Animated uh, and the less said about the Machina Productions, the better. Uh, and he's very much over the movies. So, uh, with all that said, he has a question, which is, where have you turned to get your TF fiction fix when it seems like all avenues for ongoing fiction are not to your liking? Look backwards, focus more on just the toys, deal with it, and hope something better comes along. I'd love to hear your opinions. Thanks for the almost decade of entertainment. A great place to indulge my fandom. Best wishes to you guys, Matt. Um... So Seth, I wanted to I wanted to ask you about this because I know that you've had more periods of trying to figure out like how to engage with Transformers or just totally step back than I have because like my current answer unfortunately is usually like oh you should check out the comic books, <laughs> uh, which is like very specifically not a helpful answer here. So I don't really uh, have have a good one as far as fiction. I would say like the other ideas of like looking backwards or focusing on toys maybe if you haven't watched one of the japanese series uh like victory master force or headmasters like their headmasters isn't great but you can get caught up you know there's beast wars 2 and beast wars neo i'm sure I'm, i i don't know if those were fully fan sub but they're out there but seth like what's what's your approach to to this kind of situation first of all welcome to the fr fiction free world the friction free world the fiction free world Just gliding along <laughs> i was i like had a burp winding up and i was trying to get through that without burping so i oh. marble mouthed it um 
<laughs> just like blah, blah, to the... I'm, I'm marble mouthing half the stuff I've been saying this episode. My mouth is still all messed up from a sore throat, which is weird to say, but you'd be surprised. I'm surprised. Mm. Um, yeah. So, like similarly, the prime and not prime animated was the last cartoon I possibly could care about. Um, and before that, the only one I watched with any sort of frequency was Beast Wars. And everything else I've always, like, started... Oh, I got through the first season of Prime. Um, and then that was, like, a chore. And I felt compelled because I bought the Blu-ray um, <laughs> to get through it. So, like, I wasn't watching it as it was happening. Anytime I've had to watch it, like, as a weekly show... Um, I I can't make it past five episodes, mm. so I, it's just lost on me. Um, then I never got into uh, the IDW comics because I j- I'm just not a comic book person anymore. Yeah. Um, and then the movies are crap. Like <laughs> I, I don't garbage. <laughs> I don't know a situation where where like you know not trying to just turn this into performative hatred. Just l- seriously. I don't know a situation where someone's like, man, I'm kind of getting deflated on Transformers and then like turning to the live action movies somehow helps. Like, I don't. I'm sure there are people who love those movies. I mean, there are. Uh, And I have a a love. I have a love for them, but it's never been as like the one and only thing. Like, like they've always been the funny thing on the side for me. Like in in every situation. (laughs) Yeah, uh, like, are you familiar with Red Letter Media? Yeah, yeah. So I've just kind of recently gotten into them. Oh, geez. And I, I came across the Mr. Plinkett review for The Last Night. Mm-hmm. And so those, those, they make long videos, man. They, they make do. long videos. So the Mr. Plinkett review is like 45 minutes or something. Oh, do and you, it starts. I mean... Huh? I was gonna say, like, you have you watched the Star Wars prequel things and put them on the map? Because that, that yeah, whole... they're they're pretty great. <laughs> they're those also those are even longer. <laughs> yeah, but but just so well, those are like covering all the movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so I start watching the last night one, and I'm like, oh, this is gonna be great. And Mister Plankett comes on, he's like, Transformers: Last Night is the worst movie I've ever seen. It would be absolutely a waste of time to talk about it, so I'm not gonna buy. Oh, you weren't and... there when those came out, were you? Like no. you were okay. That that was the first time in a long time I've actually because I, I kind of you know I got I got way into them when they were getting hot on the prequel reviews, and yeah. then I kind of just fell off because I watched them too much. Right. Uh, that was when I the the first time in a long time where I was like, I you know what, that is the best because they didn't just do it there; they have other shows as yeah. well every yeah. one of their shows they went like all right now we're going to talk about the last night same thing every time and i loved it because yeah and because the they drug it out still like 30 to 50 minutes long but it yeah. would just be like <laughs> all but two minutes of a silent black screen <laughs> it was so good because and the comments people were like well we were waiting for to have 45 minutes of you making fun of and it's like the statement number one it was a good joke in my opinion, because it's it's really sticking with it to uh, to encode like a forty five minute video and put it up. But number two, it was also I thought a really cool, very quiet indictment of like the state of performative <laughs> hatred. 
of like, you do you people actually want to hear us just tell you what you know for 45 minutes? Or like, is there somewhere we like, you know, because that's a very 2009 thing to do. And maybe we can move on from there. Like, I really like that. Yeah, gag. Well, and they've also done full, full on giant reviews of past movies. Yeah. Transformer movies, so they probably just couldn't think of anything else to say about it. Some some of the comments, literally, like someone, some I, I I read this in the YouTube comments. Someone went like, they probably just felt like they were going to repeat themselves, and a bunch of angry people were like, "I wanted to hear them repeat themselves," basically. <laughs> and I was well, like, then you, "Go watch the old videos again." Literally, yeah. Just go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, was, I, uh, so, I, I forgot about that there. gag that got me all excited just now. Um. Yeah, so anyway, like back to the question on hand. Yeah, actually. Um I just I'm just fine without fiction. Like I I grew up on it. I grew up with fiction, watching G1 and reading the old Marvel comics and then uh and then Prime and and uh my attempts. Well, I did watch all of Car Robots also. Like the I mean, American version, RID. I think everyone did who was in the fandom in 01. It, it was exciting. It was yeah. back. Those kids were super targeted, or those were super targeted to little kids, that show. Uh, but there were, like, some cool ideas. Like, I really liked how um, how the Combaticons had the upside-down G2 Autobot emblems. Yeah. Um, so the, there, there were some cool ideas mixed in with, like, those three predacon idiots <laughs> that were the comic relief um and also like a troubled troubled dub like yeah. the like that that is a that is almost like, like when i say everyone watched it it's not like everyone dug it it's just that's that's where transformers were at the time it was like oh my god a new show <laughs> it's and it's yeah. it's not cg we're gonna get dubbed anime and people were super hyped about that <laughs> yeah so in my head the characters that I really care about, I have established characterizations of. Um, like, I have two versions of Soundwave in my head now. Like, the G1, well, I'll say three. The G1 cartoon, the Marvel comic, and the Transformer animated. And I don't really feel like I need other takes on Soundwave. Um or shockwave was i saying soundwave the whole time i met shockwave oh um, okay <laughs> I, I, as i'm staring at my masterpiece shockwave and saying soundwave over and over again like a sound tape guy <laughs> shoots tapes yeah so in a lot of ways i just don't feel like i need more fiction it's like i i have these ideas of what the characters are and that's good enough for me dang it um, and that's not to disparage people who want or like other fictions. I just, that's just where I'm at. I think that if you're in a position where it's like all the current fiction doesn't work for, for you, then seeing how it goes, if you just, you know, if you just either revisit the fiction you've liked or just kind of sit there for a bit without taking in new fiction and just look at the other parts of Transformers, uh, you know, just see, see, I would say just see how that goes for a bit, you know, don't force it if you're not liking it. Uh, and then also like when a franchise uh, doesn't fully connect with someone is when I find a lot of people discover new things that they then get super into. Uh, 
like a friend of mine, Keith, uh, who runs Henshin Justice, kind of fell out of Common Rider and Super Sentai all at the same time in the same year and then discovered a whole bunch of really cool like 70s stuff and then got way into Ultraman uh, and everything was fresh and, and totally uh, like he's he does not stop talking about Ultraman now. Uh, <laughs> so so like too much annoyance. <laughs> He's no, nah, he's not annoying. He's, Hello, brother. He, can I tell you the good word about Ultraman? <laughs> can I tell you the good ultra word? Uh, so I, this is the, like I think that if if you really want fiction and none of it's working for you in Transformers, that's just a time to like I don't know if you if you need fiction in Transformers and you don't have any, then is uh, how do I put this? Because I I, I don't want to say maybe it's time for a break from Transformers because that always sounds like a dickish thing to say. But it might be worth looking at some other franchises, other storytelling things. I hate saying franchise all the time, too. It's such a freaking corporate, lousy word. But, uh, you know, look look around at other stuff. Just enjoy the toys. That's yeah, and also with yeah, what I like, do. See, see if like, he says in here, focus more on just the toys. It's like, yeah, give no, it a I try. Know. Like, like, I guess when it boils down to it, basically what he said is, should I look backwards, focus more on just the toys, deal with it and hope something better comes along? It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah well just that kind of yeah, like focus on the, the toys and then if something better comes along great yeah like like maybe that, the next show will work for you like especially when when you say look backwards it's like i just realized you kind of in the question kind of covered all the answers there like uh there's a ton of transformers a lot of it people have i, I find a lot of folks myself included have only read about in synopsis but haven't actually taken in so you know, give it a shot. And then also, like, Transformers isn't everything. Uh, it's it's good to have <gasps> other interests. What? Uh, like, like, I'm going to say the phrase, it's good to not be defined by a single franchise of entertainment. Uh, have other things in your life, too, that you can turn to. Because that's how, you know, that, that's how you can, uh, you and me and everyone else can avoid being one of those names you see on the forum where, where you see the name and you're like, oh, I wonder what this guy is going to post about why he hates everything, you know? Um, so yeah, just go go out, explore some other stuff. Like I'm sure you have, uh, but yeah, yeah. avoid being the guy that loves something so much that you hate everything about it, <laughs> and you and you have to stick around and tell everyone about how much you hate. Because I think part of that comes from just getting too invested in a specific thing. Like there is the G Weiner thing, where. It's not G1, so it's garbage. Well, maybe try other stuff. And then it, with a with an open mind to accept that it's different. Yeah. And then if you don't like it, then, like, that's cool. Just, you know, because a lot of folks, the, the first defense I always hear with those cases is like, well, are we not supposed to have conversations in a forum setting? And it's like, no, you are. But, like, if you if, if, if like, you just think about patterns, too. You know, like I like the thing I was saying, if if it seems like everyone groans when you show up in a discussion thread and if it seems like you tend to just go like, well, I hate this because of this and no one seems engaged by that, then like that's it's like one of those read the room situations, you know, Yeah, <laughs> and it could just be that people are tired of having the same argument with you. Yeah, that too. Like just don't don't. Yeah, don't. I mean, be invested in something if you feel like I'm heavily invested in Transformers, but also luckily I've always found something to enjoy in whatever's coming out for Transformers. Even if it's if it's off years, then like I can find enough um, connection with just the figures or 
or pursuing, you know, foreign fictions that at the time during the Unicron trilogy were not as easy to, to learn about, like Beast Wars 2 and Beast Wars Neo. Uh, and I, I still have never watched those. They're always on the back burner uh, for some day. But yeah, you know, get get into other stuff, too. Um, and uh, like a lot of the folks that I'm that I'm, I talk to a lot online and I'm friends with. Transformers is a commonality for sure, but it's not the only thing that we have in common. Uh, even even if it's not like we also like other similar franchises, it might just be like, hey, maybe our like just our way of talking about stuff jives real well, and it's fun having conversations. Um, what? So yeah. What conversations not about Transformers? What? Oh, I mean, cool. I mean, Seth. Okay, Seth. I'm gonna that conversation we had a couple weeks about a couple weeks ago about romance with Transformers and humans. If, if you change the word from Transformers to robots, it wouldn't even be about Transformers anymore. Well, sex bots are different. Those are, that's fine. Oh, that would have been a real boring conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool. Why do people got problems with it? Next question. Uh, anyway, I hope that helped. Uh, Matt, Shaman King 282. Uh, I hope, I hope, like, yeah, I hope just this, even just I, get I to hope a it point helps. where you just don't worry about it anymore. That's where I'm at. Yeah, just don't worry about it. That was a new and, and TV also, show. Like, All right, that's nice. When, when I when I say that your question kind of had the answers in it in the questions you asked at the end, like like that's I mean that in the best way. Like it means that you kind of already I think got it figured out, and then maybe like just the confirmation will set you at ease and uh, and into finding something else to do while you're waiting for more um, more good fiction. Uh, for your tastes. Uh, anyway, that's our list of questions uh, for this week. Um, we're going to head into what we got this week right now because I also want to play it safe with my throat because yesterday I felt like I was doing okay and then like I had this excellent coughing fit and then I I, I was like, this, this would suck to have when this would suck to have when I'm in the middle of trying to answer like a, a fairly interesting listener question like the one we just did if I was like, well, you know, now that you mentioned it, those things at the end of your question, excuse me, for like two minutes. Well, then you got you, you, you mute your mic. No, no, just leave. I put my put my mouth right up here, right into the yeah, microphone, and then I, I, I don't like, even edit, I don't edit it, don't mute it. Just I like that. I like when yeah, your mouth I, was all open. I, I'm trying a new setup with my mic. Actually, uh, I tried this also when I was playing some um, some video games the other night. I have a spare super clamp and articulate arm. So I just mounted my microphone on that and clamped it onto my usual desk as like a makeshift mic stand. Uh, so I'm basically doing what everyone else on the podcast has been doing already. Uh, what? And it's great. Like not having the mic on, on sitting on the desk where I have to lean down to talk into it. Oh, I had to get it off the desk because just moving my mouse around, it was picking up vibration up through the desk. It was horrendous. It, it's also way more conf like, like comfortable. Uh, not confident, comfortable to, to just be able to like sit upright and talk. Yeah. Like some, sometimes it's annoying when I was like having to lean down. Well, you know? I'm still leaning down because I got a cheap garbage mic stand or mic arm and I'm still using the blue Yeti, which is heavy. So mm. it constantly just droops. So gotta, uh, I've been thinking yeah. about uh, maybe a new microphone in the mm. near future. The, uh, the dude, uh, Jeremy Yakko, over at Transmissions, I know he's listened to our podcast now and then, so I'll just slip this in here. He knows lots about microphones, because he's one of those dudes who's like, you know, the Blue Yeti's actually not all that great. 
because he knows all the good stuff that is similarly easily priced. Uh, he told me all about it, and then I forgot everything he told me. But he has the knowledge, so you should you should hit him up if you actually want to grab something new. All right. Uh, all the rest of you listening shouldn't hit him up because I'm not meaning to send everyone over to Jeremy's door to to ask for microphone advice. Unless he wants, I don't know if if he's if he's in it or not. You know, but uh, dude, dude's got equipment knowledge. Um, speaking of knowledge, Seth, let's find out what we got this week. First, enlighten me as to whether or not you found anything on topic this week. No. Ah. Uh, since the last time we talked, I've been to. Three different targets and Toys R Us, and it's still two wave agos of Titans Return. So not even the last wave of Titans Return. No sign of a uh, uh, Power of the Primes. Boo! It's just it hasn't happened here yet. Oh man! So no dice. Oh, I was going to grab some dice to roll them for the sound effect, and I don't have any sitting around me. Nuts. Well, uh, I forgot if I talked about this last week, so I'll just mention it quickly. Um, so we, so then I can say, hey, no, we had something on topic. Because <laughs> I like having that as a, as a safety net. I'll link you in the Discord we're using. Uh, I got the rest of the Iron Factory Seekers, so I got the three-pack of Coneheads, uh, and with them came the Build-A-Figure part, so I would complete uh, Sunstorm, and then I also got Acid Storm. Uh, so the yellow one, the green one that looked like Starscream, and then these three Coneheads. Uh, so now I have nine Iron Factory Seekers. I have the entire set, uh, all three uh, trios. And uh, I'm really, I, I, I liked them when I had just uh, Starscream, Thundercracker, Skywarp, and Ghost Starscream. Uh, now that I can also add the, the Coneheads and the other two Starscreams, uh, I, I still really like them. Like, I, I had a moment looking at them. I'm like, I have nine of the same toy. Uh, <laughs> but it felt good because it's a good toy. It's a, like Iron Factory has definitely got a little wall. They can like a little a little border. They can they can tread along where stuff can fall in either direction. And, you know, sometimes like like their swindle and brawl. I like the swindle. But both of those figures and the brawl's whole body is like this stuff is just colliding all the time. And their transformations are both way harder than they should be for what they're doing. Uh, the Iron Factory Seeker is like a, a perfect little dude. Uh, great transformation, like joints to mimic Gerwalk modes from Macross things. Uh, the the various colorways are all extremely different. The three cone heads have got just enough tooling to really stand out uh, from the other five. Wow. Uh, sorry, the other six, uh, including the Ghost Starscream. But like the the transformation is fun. It it could have gone wrong with the legs, but didn't. Uh, it's a it's a poseable body. It has a waist swivel, which is rare enough on Seekers as it is when they're masterpiece size. Um, it's a quick transformation too. I think the jet mode is fine. Like it's a, it's a it's a chunk of a jet for sure. But uh, and the articulation is like the, it looks in photos like it'll collide with stuff all the time. But then I can get just lovely like uh emotive poses out of these guys anyway i like the iron factory seekers a lot and uh having the set of nine feels like the correct thing to do um i think it's also the only time that i have had nine seekers i can't oh no no i did get the sunstorm that they had at that box on okay so classic seekers was the last time this happened but that also took years to do this this was all in the course of like four months um 
Seth, have you ever, I forgot, have you ever gone nuts with Seekers of any kind? I mean, like, with Classics. I got every Classic that came out. And then, uh, yeah. I was trying to go back around with, uh, the G1s. So at some point, uh, either through, uh, getting a hold of Vintage ones or via reissues, I had the original three, and I still do. The original three, the Coneheads, um, I think just G two colored and... ones. Oh yeah. Um, that E hobby, Sunstorm, Acid Storm, uh, the Ghost Star Scream that E hobby did, the Black Star Scream that E hobby did. Oh, I forgot about him. Yeah, so I just tried to grab all those I could. Damn. Um. Yeah. And now like, after like, a couple of moves, I'm like, boy, I hope I have those in a box I didn't lose track of. <laughs> <laughs> because with the classic Seekers, like, I'm just thinking about, like, getting one of each character, not so much, like, literally every one of the, like, 39 or whatever redecos those guys mm-hmm. got. But, like, I feel like the classic Seekers collecting, you know, all six of the G1 guys plus Acid Storm and maybe a Sunstorm is, and a Ghost is, like, a little less impressive because of the, like what six seven years of that that there was to do it over uh whereas you know the g1 ones a lot of them are old well you know the g1 ones now i think because of that there's that platinum set of the three cone heads that simplifies things a whole lot but that's really recent that was like last year um yeah, like I don't know the the classic seekers feel like they're always going to be the answer i guess cuz there's they were just around for so long but uh yeah, the Iron Factory ones I think are are super worth it. I still never messed with the non-ghost DX9 normal 3 seekers. I just have the cone heads and the ghost. Uh they're 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 interesting. They're a very clever transformation, nowhere near as fun in my opinion. Uh and the robot modes just don't do it for me as much. Still want to get the three normal seekers cuz I I just like pocket seekers. But uh I believe that takes us into our off-topic section then. If we have got no other Transformers to talk about, uh, Seth, can I tell you my my journey of your journey of, of that monitor? Sure. All right. So I saw your tweet showing where like, you saw that monitor. Like it was Costco, right? Yes, that was Costco. So you, you put up a photo of it, and the tone I got from the tweet, you were like, "Oh, look at this dumb mon- who would even need this?" Is the tone I got, and I was like, "Yeah, no. man." Well, wow. that, that was the what? tone, it, like what I how I meant it, and what I wrote is, "Man, look at this aspect ratio," and the tone oh. that I was right in my head was like, "Man, look at this." So this explains my journey even better because for some reason when I when I saw that tweet, this is the tone I got. Man, look at this aspect ratio. <laughs> Uh, and so I was like, oh, yeah, that's kind of funny. Like 21.9 or whatever. Yeah, that's a ridiculous looking. Ultra wide. Gi- gigantically long rectangle of a monitor. Yeah, that's, a li- that's like a curved display. It's, it's neat, but. Pfft. This ain't curved, and man. Then, this is straight. Yeah, so so then the next photo I see later in the day is a photo of it sitting on your desk. And you're like, man, I got to move my mic. No, that was, was later like, that day. <laughs> I, was, I was like, wait, you bought it? <laughs> So I was sitting there going like, what salesman ran up and like pulled the the sales pitch of the century on the guy who was just snarking on the big long monitor? So if I had known that you were actually really digging that aspect ratio, that would have made more sense to me. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. So, so I mean, in that picture from um, Costco, like where you see there's four things and evenly sized little windows. So I haven't yeah. figured out how to do it yet because I just hooked all this up late yesterday. And then uh, I haven't really had time to play with it and figure out how things work. So in the little display that they have running, the little demo they have running on the, on that monitor, you just see like a bunch of windows on the screen kind of overlapping and stuff a bit. And then you see a, a, a thing get clicked and then they all resize to fit into four quadrants. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's pretty neat. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's that that is the practical upshot of a massively horizontally long monitor is you can yeah. do dual monitor stuff without the the part of having to have two monitors. Yeah, it's the whole one giant monitor. It's huge. Like like um, have you run a friggin' have you run a game on it yet? Like what happens? Okay, so um <laughs> last night so I I mean I haven't been a PC gamer in years and years and years. And yeah. most most everything I have on Steam are either older games or like small indie titles. And that that's pretty much all I got. Uh so I did download Diablo 3 cuz that's been the game I've been most obsessed with recently. It took me it took me years to get into Diablo 3. Diablo 2 is one of my favorite games of all time and every time I would start playing Diablo 3, I would go eh, and just reinstall Diablo 2 and play that instead. But yeah. Diablo 3 finally clicked, so I've been playing it like nuts for a couple months now. Um, so I downloaded that and and started it up. And that's not graphically difficult anymore, so that wasn't the thing. But like where I'm used to just being able to like flick my eyes to the sides of the screen to see like, oh, let's see what's going on with the mini-map, like where I'm at, because that's all the way to the right. And then, oop, better yeah. check my health. Let me look at my health globe in the bottom left corner. <laughs> I have to turn my head. Yeah, just imagining <laughs> you, like, whipping your head left and right in the middle of combat. You're like, ah! <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't have to turn it far. It, it's, it's like maybe a one-degree turn. But I have to get my neck involved. And I've never had to do that before. I was I was going <laughs> to ask you if, like, because that monitor that long, I almost feel like it's just time to run things windowed. Uh, in the center and have like small stuff on either yeah. side of it well one of the reasons why i play Diablo 3 so much right now is because i could run that on my laptop no problem and have that in my lap and then like have the tv on something i don't need to be paying that much attention to or while listening to a podcast it's like a good game to play while the other stuff's happening too um, yeah so I don't imagine I'm ever going to be sitting in this room by myself playing Diablo 3 on this giant ass monitor. Mad land sessions of <laughs> Diablo 3. Yeah. Um, I do want to get like a, a newer first person shooter or something. So the, like something beefier that I could really kind of see how far I could push it with this hardware. If, um, I feel like there's some easy benchmarks you could grab that are free as well. Like you could grab Fortnite and just try its battle royal mode because that thing's free. Uh, I I feel like Overwatch might be a good benchmark as well if you pick up a copy of it. Yeah, yeah. I was looking at Overwatch. I I don't think there's any way to link, um, like the your console version to the PC version. 
no oh, boy no. that sure would have been nice um yeah like even if i had to pay for it again it just would have been great to import over um like everything i've unlocked even yeah even if that link was like a, a 15 dollar process that would suck but like i think it would be nice for peace of mind of like all right i have an overwatch account yeah and uh, being a blizzard game it's kind of surprising that it doesn't um, I wonder if if maybe that's like some something on a whiteboard is like all right when the game's losing steam we'll throw this in as a, a way to to regain some good graces and get everyone back in. Yeah, because when I I installed Diablo three, when I started it up, I logged in with my Blizzard account and there were all my characters, exactly mm. how I left them on the laptop. Yeah, and like. In Overwatch, like, I could see them not wanting to carry your rank over for the season, and that's fine, but, like, all the stuff you spent money on was cosmetics. It shouldn't matter to share. Yeah. 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 No, yeah, I, if, even if there was a limited version of it. Yeah. No, I mean, carrying over your loot box loot shouldn't be an issue. I'm like, yeah, now yeah. the more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm like, why? I mean, you you guys friggin' ran an MMO. This doesn't seem like the hardest thing in the world to... <laughs> yeah. So I had almost bought overwatch last night but yeah. i was like ah let me check on some stuff first I'll, I'll look at it later um yeah so we had so there, there's a costco and a best buy like right next to each other in santa rosa so i'm like well let's go to costco let's see what they have because i know they're not going to have very many choices because it's costco and that's the way they roll mm-hmm. um and so like that they, they had a cheap dell then they had like this one and then they had like a similar price hp and like i wasn't gonna get the cheap dell because that that was the thing i did last time i got a cheap acer and not that acer is bad i just got an expensive one i think it was like 450 yeah um because i was like i just want a computer i can do the podcast with and that's it that's all i'm ever gonna do and then i was never really happy with it (laughs) Um, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to spend a little bit more this time to get something that, that, that I could do more with. Because like with that Acer, like everything was integrated to the motherboard. Just everything was on the motherboard. The The video card was integrated, sound, everything. It was, it was awful. So even if I wanted to stick in another video card, then I would have to go like disable the, the integrated one. And this, um, the case was nice though. I missed the case. <laughs> <laughs> they, have, um, they have they have some pretty cool cases now. If you because every every manufacturer now has their kind of dumbly named like gaming rig sub brand. Yeah. And so the, number one, the names of the sub brands are usually pretty hilarious, but also the the cases for them are are uh, obnoxious almost, but in a way oh, yeah. that I kind of like. Like it's <laughs> just like pre- predator blade lines everywhere, and like this ridiculous. Oh, but funny it, you should say that. so well first i just i looked up a review of the uh the hp that was there and i i found a uh a reddit thread about it because uh it was uh, at the time of the the posting of the thread it was going to be on sale for uh like 100 bucks off and somebody said hey this is going to be on sale at costco is it any good and then a link and then the reddit community just going like oh this is the hot trash like <laughs> they're using garbage in this thing don't buy that say get something else um 
Yeah, so Reddit like convinced me that that HP was garbage, and I've been really cold on HP for years now, like since they announced that they weren't going to do consumer products anymore and just do like servers and then change mm. their mind at the last second and started doing consumer products again. Like ever since then, I just had this feeling of like, I don't think they really care about this stuff. Um, so then I looked up a review on the Dell and with, with the Dell, the, uh, it basically boiled down to like, this isn't going to be a super powerful gaming PC. Uh, but it's like what you get out of it is a good balance for the price. So I thought that sounded pretty good. Uh, then then we went over to Best Buy because it was so close and I just I had to see more options. And Best Buy had tons of just like cheap disposable PCs. But the way it was laid out was a freaking mess. Um like all the laptops, like all the PC laptops are together, all the Apple stuff is together. All the all-in-one PCs are together. And then, like, all the desktops are just scattered around. Oh, yeah. And then is it like... Because over here, the gaming sub-brands have got their own separate section. Well, no. All the gaming computers were scattered. So, oh. like, the, the like there was one shelf with all, like, the cheap crap computers. Then there were two gaming ones behind a counter... Um, that you could still walk up to and look, but then you were like, because it's like this weird floating counter that's way, way away from the wall. So you're still yeah. kind of like behind some employees. So it, it just felt weird. Like you're, you're not supposed to be back there. <laughs> and then <laughs> like there, there was an alienware computer in a, a short aisle by itself. Just this one oh, computer. And then three more on various end caps. And then some of them had stickers on it that said Oculus ready because they've got a deal with Oculus. Um, like they even had a live demo going. So some guy would stick a like sweaty, slimy riff on your face. Ew. <laughs> um, so looking at all that stuff, like, like the ones that were a similar price... And similar power to to the Dell at Costco um, were just like weirdly named brands that I had no familiarity with, like I buy power or something weird like that. And then yeah. just had these ridiculous, ostentatious cases. Or oh no, or they wanted to be ridiculous and ostentatious. So like one whole side was a giant window, so you could see like the cheap uh, graphics card that the thing came with. But the lights yeah. were like the kind of inexpensive LED light strip you could get at the hardware store. Yeah. So <laughs> it was like, like you could just see this like cheap, crummy light strip just sort of stuck to the inside. Like it wasn't, they didn't even try to hide it or anything. It was just awful looking. Like what a cute student project this is. Yeah. And then, then the only ones that seemed like better computers were way more expensive like the alienware was like twice as much as this dell at costco and it it has always been hammered in my head that alienwares are overpriced 
So, mm-hmm. and I just couldn't bring myself to spend a thousand dollars, let alone more than a thousand, because I'm just not that dedicated of a PC gamer. Yeah. Like, I, I would like to kind of mess around with PC gaming a little bit more. So, this that that review i really like the the way it read about it being a, a decent balance of power for cost um i i don't remember all the details but it it was a the the processor is an amd something seven um I'm I'm supposed to know all this now that I'm using editing machines but i actually still am like i know the, the number seven is good yeah, because <laughs> uh, it was like it was like there was that one and there's the i7, um, and those are still good numbers. Uh, that's a processor number, yeah. the i7. But yeah. Yeah. Well, and it seems like if you got this this model from Dell, there's options. So the the version they had at Costco had the AMD processor and a an AMD made uh, graphics card. But you could get it with an NVIDIA graphics card. And it's not integrated. So if I wanted to, I could get another graphics card in the future and swap it out easily. Um, well, you, uh, if you want to find one right now, you got to wait for the Bitcoin market to crash so they'll actually be on shelves again. Yeah. Is, is what I've been hearing. <laughs> um, yeah. So... Um, yeah, so uh, we ended up going back to Costco, and I got I got the Dell one. Um, nice, and man, it's nice and quiet too. That's what I noticed when I got because I got I have an HP one from their gaming sub brand or whatever, but like it's the the one that's just a box, and it, the most ostentatious thing it does is it has colorful LEDs, and they change colors every now and then in a kind of like slow pulse. Mm. Uh, but it's just like too. It's just too columns of light on the front of the box and it's just a box that's it like i the same i think hp is the one where they had one where it had like it looked like it was like a piece of sci-fi armor or something or like a MacGuffin from a transformers <laughs> live action movie and then like i remember i was looking at the thing just laughing going like i can't even tell where you put stuff in <laughs> and then i bumped it and then suddenly a cd drive came out at like a 45 degree angle or something and i was like what the hell is this like what like, this seems like this would have been really cool for me when I was, like, a teenager back when, like, PDAs were still fresh. You know, the idea of, like, angular tech. But it was just, like, so, like, almost... I was what I'm looking for. Uh, almost, like, cynical, the way it was trying to present itself as, like, a gaming machine. Yeah. Because it's called The Predator. Yeah, I've seen some ridiculous like, oh. game cases lately. Um, yeah. th- this one is pretty simple. It's, like, a slate gray um like kind of rounded like not just like your good old-fashioned square tower case it's got rounded edges and then like some like venti slat kind of thing kind of coming diagonal up one corner and then down one side with a just a a solid blue like a light like by light i mean um not exceptionally bright kind of but like closer to indigo-y bluey just not super yeah. bright so it's more subtle but still a little fancy looking <laughs> yeah in, in the realms of subtlety with a bit of fancy that's kind of like my hp tower it's like it still looks like a computer it it doesn't it doesn't look like you want people to look at it and be impressed yeah. you know the way that like yeah i i was 
I was walking around with my mom when I was out in BC, and we were walking through the Best Buy and, and just cracking up at some of the gaming cases, both the names and the cases. Uh, and and luckily, like no one working there seemed particularly invested, so they didn't, they didn't get upset that we were laughing at everything and not buying anything. But uh, I'm happy you got a you got a nice machine, and you've got it's got Indigo Violety Blue. I think that was recognized as like the Pantone of the year or something. Oh wow! I saw I saw a tweet going around. Because all the movies use that as like a, a lighting color in a major scene or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm tempted to get like a Windows OMD disc and do a fresh install altogether. Then something else I got. You got the uh, the NES tape. Yeah, I got an NES tape from the company that made the uh, AGS system that I got. Yeah, the the multi um, thing. Now I forgot that I'm trying to. It's for the company. <laughs> oh man, mm -hmm. this is terrible. I'm terrible <laughs> at this. You, I'm new to podcasting. Um, <laughs> the company is Retro USB. Retro U oh that's why it says USB on the yes, front of the I was gonna ask you if like a USB thing <laughs> comes out of that cartridge or something like that. Right. So not long ago we got their um Nintendo clone hardware, the AVS, um, which plays Nintendo cartridges and Super Famicom cartridges. Uh, Nintendo Entertainment System cartridges, to be exact. So mm -hmm. these people also make homebrew cartridges. Um, just weird little games that people made that run on NES hardware with crazy clear colored cases and and all that good stuff. So... Every year since 2008, they've done a Christmas cartridge. And that has like a little mini game in it. So the first year, a uh, cartridge played uh, Christmas music. Like mm -hmm. NES quality Christmas music. And that's all it did. It just cycled through the music. Then, like, I think one of them's a Yule Log. And so it's just like 8-bit fire burning. And then... Yeah. The rest of them are just odd little Christmas-themed games. Like, simple little games. Like, no big... It's not a big deal. But what they've done every year is just add the new thing to the other games. So, you don't have to get every one of them. <laughs> unless you want every one of them. You can just get the most recent one, and then you have all the stuff. But what's super yeah. awesome with this one... And the other ones had lights, too. So when you had it stuck in the machine, uh, Christmas lights came out of the cartridge because it's got a clear mm -hmm. plastic shell. But what's super, super fun and cool with this one is also on the cartridge is a small LCD screen. And as you select which game you want, and they're numbered based on the year. So there's the 08, 09, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Um, which is the last time they, they've added to it was the 2016 one. Um, mm -hmm. As you select each, each game on the, the select screen, 
it changes the artwork on the cartridge to that year's cartridge art. And the LCD screen is also placed like exactly where a label would be yeah. on the cart. So yeah, the, the video you put up on Twitter looks super cool. And it knows the orientation that you have it stuck into a system. So if you have the AVS or a classic NES, like the, the old square trapdoor one, yeah. it knows that it's been plugged in horizontally. And then if oh, so you is, have is there... a top-loading NES, then it knows it's plugged in vertically, and it orient, orientates the artwork to be right side up. So there's like an accelerometer living in that thing too? I guess. <laughs> now what you got to do is like run it and then pick up your system while it's running and turn it the other way around and see if the thing changes. That would be a hassle because it's like tucked into the... <laughs> yeah. Well, you have to, you have to lift the front up and then turn it 180 degrees so you can see the front again. <laughs> see which way it's facing. The wires are too short. Someone <laughs> to has probably already and flip it. Anyway, yeah, that would be a good experiment. Maybe I'll do it someday. There's no way to power right the now. thing without plugging into into the system, right? Like you can't just like hold a switch or something to turn on the lights. Like it has to have the power from the, oh, the yeah. board. Yeah, the cartridge isn't powered itself. Okay. It gets the power from being plugged in. So, yeah, and that thing will work not only on an AVS, but old NES hardware. If you have an old NES, this works. You, you want to hear um, my little dumb coda to this story? Oh, what is? So I clicked on your video, right? Mm-hmm. I did that thing on Twitter where I see the tweet with the video, and then I, I read just the first couple words and then go, I'll just watch the video. So I thought, the, I thought the music was coming out of the cartridge as well. Oh, yeah. And I was like, holy God, there's even a little speaker in there. Uh, and then I read the rest of your tweet, and I was like, well, I'll just uh, calm down. <laughs> that would be amazing down. if it had a little speaker and it was playing um, Father Christmas from the Kinks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just when I shot the video, there was just like all this awful ambient room noise. So I just jammed music over the top of it just to cover up the awful ambient room noise. <laughs> All right. Retro. Yeah. Oh, and then just one other thing about this monitor. Um, I sent you a picture of what my current view is while I was sitting at yes. my computer. So the microphone's like all up in the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have to rearrange my desk setup. So yeah, on, on my setup, like my microphone's in the way when I have it in front of me, but then it's on a, an arm I can just like bend out of the way. Yeah, well, the arm's coming up from behind the monitor right now. Oh. So it, it used to be just kind of a little bit in the way of the edge, the far left edge, like with a regular sixteen by nine monitor. Um, now it's really in the way. It's all the way in the way. <laughs> yeah, and when. When I was using this computer but not recording, I would just move the microphone out of the way. Um, but while we were having a little bit of audio trouble before we started, um, there was a couple of times I was actually sort of like ducking my head around the microphone to see <laughs> a window I had on that left part of the screen. 
there are disadvantages to a monitor this wide yeah um, it, that it, i will needs, adapt to and learn to love it and then it needs look at estate. a regular tv one day and be like oh my god it's so tiny and crowded but a squished <laughs> cramped little thing i can't even see the sound crew on either side of the film mm-hmm uh all right, well, uh, is anything else off-topic on your end? No, that's it. No toys. All right. I got one toy today to talk Ooh. about. I have a Twitter thread of photos I took that I will link you to in the Discord. Uh, so this is something I ordered because I, I, w- I happened to be online when it went up. Uh, this was a, a designer con exclusive by Toy Pizza. And then it was on their shop, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to order this because this is the colorway I think looks the best. After I ordered it, I found out it came with a, a bonus cape. And then, like, minutes after I ordered it, they also, their whole storefront closed down for a couple weeks while they remodel things. Uh, I guess that they ran out of stock. So, uh, this is an interesting piece. I've been looking forward to seeing these things actually come out. This is by Send Toys, Thousand Toys. Uh, they did the Synthetic Human. So, this is uh, the 112, this is based on the 112 six-inch scale synthetic human they released earlier this year. But this is a collaborative project called New Synth. Uh, they're working with three different independent toy companies to basically do, like, Japanese superhero retools of the synthetic human into a character based on that toy company. So the first one that came out was the uh, the Knights of the Slice characters from Toy Pizza, which is, like, their uh, Super Sentai Power Ranger team of guys who are all pizza-themed. Um, and so the Decon exclusive... Uh, first, the Red the Red Ranger, they had some stock there to sell uh, from their big pre-order they did that I had to skip due to money at the time. Uh, but they also had this guy, the Death Knight, who was their uh, their exclusive. And I think he, he's, if I'm only going to have one, and I don't want to collect like a whole Sentai of these guys, uh, this is the one uh, to pick up. Um, they're also doing a really cool looking kind of more anime hero character with a real X head called Fusion. And then uh, Onel Designs, the lead dude behind the Glyo system, is doing one based on... Uh, both the, the main traveler character with an alternate head to be a build man robot. Um, so this is based on the synthetic human, which means that this figure feels great uh, and it poses really well. Uh, there's things about it I like more than the synthetic human because it's not like a creepy naked robot man. So it, it, it feels more fun to put into some more like uh, action poses. Um, he's just got like he's got fists you can swap them out for a different pair of hands where he's got one open gripping hand and one open splayed hand and then the the cape is just a tattered red cape with a a wire running through the top side uh down to i guess the sides in a u shape Uh, there's no way of actually fastening it to the to the figure you just use the the wire to crimp it around the neck um it's a cool figure like my only major critique is that it's packaged in a bubble that's glued to a card and the card is great and really big. It's like one of the bigger 3A style cards. And I'm just like, man, this is really cool. But I'm kind of bummed out of the bit where you glued the bubble on the card. Because I had to knife the bubble and it's a bunch of work. Uh, and I was really hoping for like a, a slip card. Uh, you know, like pull the card out of the, the shell kind of deal. Or or a box. So that that would be my one little critique I have as these are being carded. But uh, no info yet. The real X-Heads figure was at Decon but sold out. Uh, no word on the Glyos Onel figure. The uh, uh, had a cool a cool name and I forgot what it was now. Um, but uh, it sounds like the, the real X-Head one's getting its real launch in all three colorways in April. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. 
it's it's really cool to see like a company with the pedigree of Sentinel uh, or Sen Toys in this case, the offshoot, like working with like a bunch of indie designers to just like make some cool action figures. Uh, oh, th this figure also comes with two extra head sculpts. Uh, I think they're done in black plastic and then just spray painted in a in a base flesh tone. But it's supposed to be the two guys from Toy Pizza. So like they did head sculpts for them that you can swap on. I think they're, the encouragement is to like paint them up. Uh, they're kind of like done up in proto colors, but uh, it's a cool touch. Um, and that that is my on my off topic. Uh, what I got this week. Uh, and I think that about does it for the show. Seth, anything else you want to to add in? Do you, do you what do you think of a guy wielding a golden pizza slicer? It seems like a good idea. Yeah. Uh, I also got he, the impression he could fight some... the chick from Romna that fights with giant spatulas. Yeah, fight. Just have have a have a bakery fight, an oven fight. Uh, the, the the some of the responses I got from the first photos I took, I think it was people going like jokingly going like, "Oh, look, so he's got a pizza slicer," and I was like, "Dog, that is literally a pizza slicer. Like, this isn't some kind of like oh, I found the funny looking real life thing that the sci fi weapon looks like. It's like, nah, that's just a big golden pizza slicer because this dude's hardcore." Uh. Anyway, Seth, I think that brings us to the end of the show. Uh, it's timing really well with what feels like a first level of fatigue on the still sore throat. So here we go. We're doing it. Uh, so thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, if I get this up quickly enough, and I'm not sure if I will, because we'll see how tomorrow goes. If I get this up before Wednesday, on Wednesday, I, I'm either doing or will have done my extra life stream. That's what I decided on the weekend. Uh, so on Wednesday, I'm going to do some game streaming for Andy Roo's gaming gang. Uh, I might do some more later in the month too, but I'm going to, I'm going to finally just give it a go. Uh, I even got warmed back up on Hitman. So if you want to hit up some of that, that'll be happening. Or if you want to check out the archives, then hopefully those don't take a million years to go up. Uh, and then we will be back later with some more WTF TFW Transformers podcasting, always on topic, always on time. Hopefully, no big news drops so that we can just focus on barreling through some more listener questions. Because uh, y'all have been real good about making sure the Google Doc stays full. Uh, anyway, Seth, thanks for joining me. Yeah. Congrats on the new computer. Thanks. I think it's been a fun change of pace doing these heavy listener question episodes. Yeah. Kind of breaking uh, up the format we've been in for a while yeah it's just unless there's like news that really excites me yeah. uh or and unless like i've seen something you like one of you guys like really getting into something on twitter like i don't really want to force the the slower news cycle down like here let me just just to to see how it would have looked let me go to the front page and let's see what we could have talked about this yeah week. and i'm not saying like i don't think we should do news anymore i'm just saying i've been enjoying doing this too oh me too i just don't want to have i don't want to go through more than about 10 minutes tops of it feeling like everyone feels like they're just trying to get through the topic mm -hmm. um so we could have watched and talked about the video commercial for those info bar cell phone extenders that turn into transformers mm, those are dumb looking. uh we could have looked at the in-hand pictures of the blu-ray set for the japanese g1 version of seasons one two and three um could have uh watched and talked about the two videos of power of the primes Rodimus that showed up we could have talked a whole lot about a bunch of sightings uh 
the third-party company revealed a great prototype. Dan Salgarolo joined Transformers Cyberverse, the upcoming cartoon. Uh, first in-hand report from the Philippines of Transformers Authentics Wave 1. Ooh. Hasbro returns to UK Toy Fair after two years of absence. We could have th- theorized why they were absent. Or just not. Because they just uh, didn't give a damn. I mean, that, that you know what? People in the UK are probably like, you know what? It felt like they just didn't give a damn. <laughs> or more like, you know what? It felt like they just didn't give a toss. Oh, yeah. They'd probably say uh, that. They'd probably Titans would. Return Grotusk. The very expensive toy revealed at New York Comic Con that wasn't for sale at New York Comic Con. Briefly listed on Toys R Us's website. Uh, someone has the box for Masterpiece Sunstreaker, and there's a whole discussion thread about it. Uh, I think we're, oh yeah, Michael Bay comments on the future of the Transformers movie franchise. Did you read this comment? It's pretty funny. No, what was it? Uh, comes via his official Instagram account. He stated the following, quote, Well, $4.5 billion later, hundreds of millions of people saw the Transformers movies, I'd say it had a great run. Any studio would take this franchise series success. That said, now it's time to take this franchise in a totally new direction. There's a whole discussion thread about that quote. I'm shaking my head and shrugging. That's all I got. Another third party great prototype. Anyway. uh... Oh, you know what? There was one big thing. Because we we just missed it last episode, but now I've stopped caring again because it's also just a picture <laughs> of a box. We we actually got a look at Leader Blackout after after ten years of being a running joke <laughs> from that upcoming new movie toy line. There's a box shot and a and a test shot on a table of Leader Blackout, uh, who looks chunky. And I, I to be honest, I kind of wish his forearms looked better, but. Yeah, I uh, I am too. I, I was too sick to think about him. Uh, I'm sure that TJ will bring it up because TJ tweeted me literally ten minutes after we finished recording last time to say like, "Hey, look at what just showed up because we finished recording," uh, and that was pretty great. So, there's your Transformers update minute. Woo! <laughs> careful, careful. Oh, that took me by surprise. Uh. We'll talk to you guys later. Stay tuned for more Transformers podcasting. And uh, keep in touch. Stay safe. It means, but you got some badass perpetrators and they're here to stay.